Welcome to Sack Up, I'm Steve. I'm Addison. And I'm Ken. We're back because we skipped last week. Because unfortunately, unintentionally, we got a super satanic recording out of out of what we did last week. Out of we, have, I, I basically had my I had my microphone array on my laptop uh, recording instead of my nice microphone, and so everything just sounded sounds like playing yeah. Dark Side of the Moon backwards on a record. Player. Yeah, everything just sounded like it was going through a satanic filter. If you listen long enough, so. you might hear a secret message. So that episode. Is lost Since to time. Yeah. I don't even remember what we talked Maybe about. Maybe we'll so post good. it someday. We had some good stuff. We talked about the Super Bowl. And that's right, yeah. That was, that was really brief at the end. Though. It was. Talk about that plane going down. Remember uh, that? The mm-hmm. Taiwan. The Taiwan. The second Trans-Asia plane. fucking plane to... Yeah. Oh, God. Transporting all the beef sticks of the world. Beef steak. <laughs> but, uh, I still yearn for those days. We need to go back to China and get some fucking Uncle Ming dinner we will. again. Someday. Yeah, so I mean, it was it was pretty episode, but it was rushed, too, because we had a really busy... Busy day last week. We, we went talked shooting. About, we talked about guns. We did. We went shooting. And we talked about guns, and we talked about the Super Bowl. And there was a bunch of stuff like uh, Chris Christie, a oh, couple of different things. Yeah. But you guys will never get to hear it. So sorry. So I started playing Hearthstone uh, again. I played Hearthstone way back in the day when it first came out. But I I was watching some Asian kids play it in my class recently, and I was like, I kind of miss that game. And so. I jumped into it and I had a level, level nine or level no level seven mage. Uh, like my mage character was level yeah. seven, so I basically went and just did a little bit of research and I built a, a basic control deck that you, with cards you get in the first ten levels. So I was missing a few. I won like eight out of eleven games. <laughs> it was awesome. So the mages, they have you start with that, and it's actually like one of the, or for at least for early play with like non super cards, it's actually yeah. like one of the better decks. I did the same thing where I like powered my mage to like twenty. Was able to yeah. Yeah. And then you play all the kids with their shiny like new cards. You're like, fuck, I'm a great son. Yeah. So I'm at like I'm a level 21 South South Deck C or South C Deckhand, um, and it's really fun. But I know that once I get to probably level 15, because you start at 25 as an angry chicken, and then you get to like level one. That's the highest. I'm certain. I'm certain when I get to probably level 15, I'll start running into people who spent like 300 decks on. Or three hundred dollars on just buying booster packs, so they have every single card in the game. Like they have all three hundred eighty-one cards, and they'll just be like, "Here's my fucking Nefarian Destroyer of Worlds." Yeah, but you don't need that though. You can just—I mean, you can play the games without like ranked and still make money, and then use that money to yeah. get boosters and stuff. So I think a majority of the the whole like pull to that game was like a majority of people who play that game actually didn't spend money on it. Yeah, they. Or, I don't know. This is a while ago, but I think I read something where like the top. Like, hard deck champions, like, none of them spend any money on it. They just played so much. They spent a lot of time on it. get all the cards. It's... Oh, time is money, as they say. But at least, sure. in something like this, there is an alternative. <laughs> a fair alternative. Because there's always alternatives in free-to-play. There's always the grind that will get you where you need to go, right? I mean, just right. like Search and Planet Side too. But it's, whether that grind is reasonable. I guess this, to me, seems more reasonable because, I guess, you know, essentially Hearthstone is... As magic with World of Warcraft, I mean they've got it's got it's got different rules, but I mean essentially what it boils down to is basically card game, fantasy. yeah, or like Pokemon <laughs> or whatever. But obviously, magic is the most prevalent of all of the card yeah. clicking oh, games. Magic. And kind of miss the, you know, at least I feel like in in real magic, like in real life, there is no way to like. I guess maybe you could go to like 
was it like Sunday Night Magic or Friday Night Magic or whatever. And if you're good enough, you can like get a deck, like a some some rewards, you know. But if like we both got decks right now and I spent money and you didn't, it's like that's it. The only way for you to keep up is for you to spend money. Well, no, we know that that's true already. Yeah, totally <laughs> I, did, I did. Okay. You even did well, it's true. It's true. <laughs> yeah. It was awesome. My vampire. Deck, my 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 black my black red vampire deck to this day is one of my pride and joys. Well, isn't it like Alex got really into magic for a while, and then and you, then beat you guys the shit yeah, out of him, and he's like, I don't want to do this. Well, yeah, he was like, he's like, no, yeah. he's still like, I mean, I guess now. He's like a magic yeah. expert now, but. Me and Steve, well, and the thing is, like, we wouldn't even, like, I, because I was playing with Caleb, who, yeah, and everything he does has Caleb, to, like, have everything, so ruthless, he, yeah. well, he would, they had all preset decks, like, Caleb had, like, a Jace deck that has, like, Jace is a planeswalker, and basically, you know, they're, those are the rarest of cards, they have the most powers, and he's like, I've got four Jaces in my deck, you're like, what the fuck, that's like four I've got four of two different types of Jaces in my Yeah, no, that's true, and each different Jaces and everything, so he, uh, to, to keep up with them, to enter that elite circle, so to speak, I had to had to drop some had cash. to drop some dough to get in there and palm their asses. Yeah. In any case, yeah, I just remember the Alex, like with Alex, he he actually built like a semi good deck and he was winning well, he against was you guys. Doing the dragon well, thing, well, right? and then you and Steven spent like twenty five dollars, and then he you were in, uh, you were invincible, and he got so pissed. Well, we basically just started, and we bought like. We would always start off by buying like the base decks, and they had like starter decks you could spend like fifteen dollars yeah, on, yeah, and then we would just get a bunch boosters. of bought a bunch, bunch yeah. of boosters, and so Alex, we all did that, one. and then we just bought a couple more boosters, and got a couple more cards. Alex's deck, though, the one we did, oh, fuck. the thing is, they changed they changed their little like deck sets like so freaking often, so you have to keep paying money. That's like mm-hmm. how they do you over. But his was like we had like the werewolves and the humans was like the whole world, or was that like theme? Like, monsters versus humans and, like, the powers. Yeah. And he had, like, the Monster Hunter deck. Like, it was, like, a white, like, a white-red deck yeah. or something like that. Or a white-green deck. I don't remember. I think it was white-red. And, like, a lot of his guys were just, like, we have immunity to this type of card. So, like, I had a werewolf deck. You know, their special was, like, you could flip them over and they would they would morph. You'd pay your mana cost and they would morph into a stronger creature. And I think Steven had, like, a zombie deck. And Alex was, like, of course. And I was just like, I've got, the, I've got the hunter deck, and like, so we would black play. green for life, baby. <laughs> and we would play when we would play this, you know, just like when we first started playing. Alex was just schooling us because, mm-hmm. like, his starting deck just had all these like immunities. Like, he just had cards. that was like immunity to werewolf for like plus four damage to werewolf, and you're like, Whoa. and he was just like, ha, motherfucker, I'm so good at this game. Basically, <laughs> no, that's exactly what happened. You suck. You're so bad. You're, you're so bad. Look at me. This is my first time playing, and I'm pawning you. Yeah. Like, this is a beginner's luck. This is skill, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and so Steve and I are, well, fuck, we gotta, like, boost our decks up to, like... Yeah, let's, be... let's fucking, like, Warsaw pack to this well, shit. Well, yeah. we didn't even do it. Alex is the monster hunting NATO. We didn't, <laughs> we didn't even... It just so happened, though, I think that, like, the way that his deck just started off at, like, a tier higher than our decks. Yeah. But the well, it seems com- it was made to be perfectly, like... Diametrically right. opposed, but but I think the cards that he could get didn't like, like scale yeah, as well. Like so like he started as like a stronger deck, but like as we got more cards, like he got more cards, but the good cards like had the same effect. Like immune to this guy's, yeah, you know, it was like just a he already, six, six right. He already three, had four, it. Whereas like we were starting to get like you know like I was getting werewolves. Like oh, I got the mayor or like. I the mayor. <laughs> mayor. Mayor Twaddle. <laughs> it was great. You see this dude, and he basically had, like, a top hat and a cane and, like, an axe in his hand. And he's, a like, top hat assassin. Holy shit. Basic- I made that in high school. And he basically, like, his whole thing was, like, when in, when in human form, he gives all, like, your human werewolves, like, plus two, plus two. 
And then you can, like, werewolf morph him. And when he morphs werewolf, all werewolves in the area get, like, plus five, plus five. You know, basically he's one of those guys. And so if I had him on the deck, it was, like, my leader, like, my pack leader. And you're like, all right, Alex, I don't fucking care. I'm just going to whack your health and kill you in one run. So your freaking immunity bros up there and just, you know, chill, so... Well, let's get back to Steve's week. We we could spend an eternity on magic. Honestly, okay, <laughs> but, yeah, but, but my whole point was that at least with hearts, at least with magic, right? The only way to do more with your friends is to buy. At least with Hearthstone, you can yeah, just usually. play, right? Because mm-hmm. the way the deck is, the deck building game is set up, and you can still progress. Yeah. So, so there's money that I could spend money on Hearthstone because there's two expansions. They have the next Ramus expansion, and they have the Goblins and Gnomes expansion. The nice thing is, is I don't have to. I can play people without those expansions and not have to worry about it. So it'd be 40 bucks if I wanted to invest in those and you get like some legendary cards out of it by beating it, by essentially beating those expansions. Cause they make it the next Ramus one was like a raid. So you would go through and play different bosses and those bosses had unique um, hero powers. And at the end of it, you would get at the end of each wing, you got like a nice legendary card. So <clears throat> I may end up doing that. I don't know. The thing I really like about it is that I can just drop in and drop out. Like I don't have any time to play any video games right now because I'm so busy with school between between trying to get the Let's Plays to work, which is still a struggle, and then recording the podcast and spending time with my fiance and going to school full-time and working three days a week, I just don't have any time to play video games, really. So, I'm um, like, not just a game that I want to play, aside from the Let's Plays that we do on Tuesday nights. Which is hilarious, so by Yeah, the way. we had some good stuff that night. And, um... And so I was like, you know, it's it's something I can do in 15 minutes, or if I want to, I can binge on it for two hours, and it's still fun. And the the matches are short, so it's you know every match is an average of 15 to 20 minutes long. Uh, sometimes you get longer ones that are half an hour, but it's not like Dota where your average match is 45 minutes and a long one is going to be an hour, hour and a half. So that was that's been nice. I got into, I got, I I started finishing Walking Dead. Uh, cause I was half, I was in the third episode of season five and they, they've just brought the season back for the, to finish season five. So they just had the mid season premiere, uh, last week. So I hear how they word that thing. The mid, the mid, the mid season finale and the mid season premiere. It's not a premiere. It literally is just Just a a continuation. Exactly. We took a break and we're starting up the mid season pickup, but they've got a jazz of fire. It's the premiere. But it's it's so good. I mean, season I can't five. Wait for it to come to Netflix. Yeah, next year. Or some yeah. Shit, like, yeah, I'm Actually, watching it. Like I'm watching it on the internet and in places, and it's it's so good. It's the, that the first season of that show was really interesting. The second season was like it was just dog shit. They were awful. That might have been the one awful. I stopped in. That was like where they got to the farm. Yeah, house. I was you. It's one you and we I were watching, watching together. together. I just like after like you stopped because like I would watch when you watch and then you stopped watching. I was like I'm not really like it didn't in, in, incite me enough to be like I should go on my own and keep watching this because I was just like oh my god these people are driving me mad. Yeah, it got pretty. It, it gets pretty better lame. once Shane's dead. That's just like the whole series. Yeah. Spoiler it's like, alert! Yeah, spoiler starts alert. high. <laughs> it's been how many years? Yeah, now? people should know. It starts great, and then the second season, you're like, God, Shane, are you ever going to stop rubbing your head and annoying people? Yeah, and then he dies, and it's just like exactly asymptotic. Like all of awesome. all of the the lead up to him, like. So there's just this whole thing where there's like, should we kill this kid or not kill this kid? And they did that for like a whole season. They spent at least six episodes agonizing over about whether or not they should kill this kid that they had found from a marauding band of people that who admitted to like raping someone in the fucking barn. Yeah. (laughs) And so they're like, should we kill this person or not? And so they 
So then there's that whole thing, and then they kill him, and then it is like when Shane dies, that's when you're like, finally. And then they're, they're moving on. Yeah, then the farm burns down, then they find the prison, and then shit gets super real. And ever since the prison, it's been really, really good. Yeah, watching really good. watching Rick's descent into madness it's, and all that is really fun. And then his the way he comes out of it, but he's still He's, he's like just the, like, the I don't most give a fuck. anger bubbling farmer you've ever yeah. seen. Well, yeah, <laughs> he's just like, I love farming. Well, once the once the prison burns down and he like goes out into the world, it's just it just is. How do you burn a prison down? Well, or not it's the not prison. prison. They bring a tank and fucking destroy yeah. the prison. Yeah, okay, well, the prison gets like, destroyed I... and overrun with zombies, and so they go out into the world and for and uh, not Frank, but fucking Rick is just he just is suddenly a just no holds barred killer. Like he fucking murders some people, man, and it is crazy. That, that scene. I mean, so you, you become made... Shane. No. no, 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 no. He's, he's become Shane with the conscience and the full, like, realization that it's all for Carl. Like, you go look up the scene of when Rick kills, like, these marauders. That we're gonna rape about Carl. to do for Carl. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah, there's and the scene. He this, fucking murders yeah, that guy. Just, like, uh, just so brutal. But the thing is, he does, he does become Shane a little bit because Shane was very just, Kill anyone you had to to be Rick safe. Rick is a little less apt to give some of the benefit of the doubt, but he still does. I he mean, does, they go he to does the occasionally. Terminus or whatever, and that turns yeah. out to be a terrible idea. Yeah. Well, well, Shane's thing was that he would just make very rash decisions that he thought were in the best interest of the group, where as opposed to looking for any diplomatic solution. If the opportunity presented to kill someone, he would just do it because it's like it's easier. Well, to do that but, way. but was, I mean, that works though. But That's he was totally doing it on the fine. presumption. I, I, the episodes I saw, Shane was like, well, you know, he's doing this because he thinks it's a bad idea to stay here, so like, let's just kill him, and that's the best way to survive. He's doing it all in the prison. Like, how can I best survive? How can I yes. keep everyone else alive? Whereas, it took Rick a long time to get to that place of being like, okay, because he wanted to believe that there was good in people and that Fucking he could damn. trust but that's, people. I mean, but that's basically what, that was basically what Shane's whole philosophy is. That so he basically just become Shane from what you guys are telling me. Oh, okay, Shane's got some crazy in him, too. But I'm saying his just I, his way like when they first set off like Shane was like we should do it this way and Rick's like we should do it that way and they did it Rick's way and now eventually you're like Rick's like okay we're doing it Shane's way like I'll murder anyone I have to murder as long as my people stay alive yeah and, and but he gives people he does give people the benefit of the doubt like you meet the preacher in the fifth season and you know he and so instead of just murdering that guy he's like he's well Shane well Shane would like help if he think he if he thought like someone would help them out he would keep them along but like Shane was very wise like well the week gotta get cut out yeah like, your uh, leg is broken like he, exactly he was like that he wasn't <laughs> like he wasn't like murder everyone you see but he was definitely very like okay well this is our if you can help me you can help me if you have utility if you can't help me you're out if group. I can't trust yeah. you like I'm gonna not bring you along so I don't know and it, Rick is Rick is more just don't trust anybody and just steer clear of people. Don't don't That's... even get involved. And if you do, be prepared to kill people because every time he has ever given anyone the benefit of the doubt, they try to rape his son. That just so... seems like... <laughs> 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 or, or they try and kill him to feed him to, like, a zombie. Yeah. Like that weird, like, gypsy Irish woman in the forest. Yeah. In the prison. <laughs> it sounds like he's Shane, basically. That's yeah. fine. Well, it's, either way, it, it gets. I'm not way saying it's a bad thing. I just think it's it's, yeah. it's interesting. So the characters are so much more diverse after Lori dies. Spoiler alert! So well, again, it's been years. Know. She's she was the old woman, ago. right? No, that no, that's his. Oh, she's still. Oh, damn it! Now that it really matters. All right. Well, well, you didn't. I mean, I thought you'd read the comics. You didn't know that. 
I read some of the comics. Oh, okay. Well, just spoiler alert, Ken, she yeah, did. You'll, you'll enjoy seeing her die just like I did. Yeah, everyone was pretty happy about her dying. And she yeah, maybe was... Maybe you got before characters. she turned into so a fucking the old, hoe, but... Is the old lady still there, then? Which, uh... The mother that had their daughter... Oh, um, Carol? Oh, she's yeah. there. Oh, yeah, she's she, there. She was the most annoying oh, one. Oh, but she becomes so different. Well, because that entire season, she just moaned and... I mean, obviously, her daughter died. Well, so, and yes. also her fucking husband. Her husband's, like, like abused her. Yeah, her abused her. And, she, and then there's also, like, the blonde hair girl that Shane liked, and she's like, I'm just gonna yeah, murder people. Don't you worry my, about My her. sister's gone. I'm just gonna be all like, oh. Yeah, all those, all that stuff, man. I, I recommend oh, catching up on it. Catch up on it. Yeah, it's, it's good. I mean, I already my, spoiled one big as thing. As, for, as long as my Asian bro dog survived. Yeah, yeah so Clint far. Still, he's like, still there. He's and he's the even, best. he's oh, got the hot chick. Does he still he does. Like, oh, he's still with Maggie. Asian power. That chick is quite hot. And he is, he becomes one of the biggest badasses of all. Yes. Nothing like seeing Glenn in riot gear. Yeah. Just fucking it's shit so fucking up. Funny. Yeah. So major spoilers there for Walking Dead, but if you haven't at least gotten to, I think she dies at the end of the third season. Yeah. So I mean that was like two years ago. If you're not there, sorry, sorry, it's yeah, sorry, ass. yeah. I'm not. Just skip sorry. ahead. <laughs> not that you can't anymore because it's too I was, late. I was, just, I was like, hey guys, just skip ahead, skip back, skip ahead. So Walking Dead, I watched. I, I've started watching that again, and I'm going to get caught up to where the actual season is. I have been still watching Futurama, which is still just phenomenal. <laughs> I just I love that show so much. I just watched an episode where they where it was the episode where the professor invents the time machine. Oh yeah, and but watching it's the, the only the, world, the like forward only, only. <laughs> yeah. yeah the forward only time machine, and so they go for it. It's just the way that they present certain scientific concepts and visuals is is just so fascinating to me. Seeing those things visualized, they like. They go to the end, essentially the end of the universe at like 1 billion AD, and they watch the universe end. But then there's a second Big Bang, and they realize that time is essentially cyclical. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they have to keep going around over yeah. and over again to and, get back to the right moment. And the professor kills Hitler, but then they go too far, and, and then, they so hit. they have to go around again, and he tries to shoot Hitler out the, just like in a drive-by, and he hits Eleanor Roosevelt. <laughs> <laughs> And then they and then they appear in their own time at the right and time crush and crush themselves thereby resolving the the, the time, time travel paradox. paradox. It's so good. Um, there was that same that same episode where where Doctor Zoidberg is like the old version of himself, and he like he's like I've I've compiled our uh, our international shipping reports and Leela is like the head of Planet Express because the professor just disappeared. Yeah, it basically actual, becomes like company. It now. becomes like the UPS of the future. <laughs> and she's like, what are you doing here? I laid you off 20 years ago. And he's like, whoop, 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 whoop. But he's old. So he's like, whoop, 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 whoop. He's like, oh, the claws can't, can't flee like they used to. <laughs> and he has liver spots on his claws. <sighs> and then there's, there's something with his ink defense. Where, oh, Bender, Bender is the one where Bender realizes that he's mortal because he has a defect oh, yeah, where he doesn't, he doesn't have, have a backup the, unit. The cloud backup. Yeah, <laughs> he doesn't have a cloud backup unit, so he starts leaking oil and he accidentally sprays oil and Zoidberg's like, you call that a cl- an, oil, an ink defense? And then he, <laughs> <laughs> he just starts spraying ink everywhere and he's like, bye friends, and runs down the room. Bye it's, friends. Oh, it's so good. It's I love that show. It's, it's hilarious. And... What else did I do? Oh, I saw I saw Fifty Shades of Grey. Fifty Shades of Fifty Shades brown, of brown. brown. Yeah. So I saw Fifty Shades of Grey yesterday. That was what uh, Kimmy and I did for Valentine's Day. We went to 
we had steak dinners, which I made steak. So I made steak wrapped in bacon, got New York strips and wrapped them in bacon. And so the way that our Put girls that were... thick cut bacon? Yeah. Yeah. Which is so... You, you had mentioned that a while ago and oh. Do you like that bacon? I'm it's telling you. It's good and it's cheap. cheap. Yeah. It's so cheap. Well, I just like any deli meat that you yeah. buy, right? I can get so much bacon for like $5 for a pound of bacon. I was like, yeah, I need like a pound of bacon and the guy just... But he, there's a whole display case, and he's like, Bleh. and just took the whole case and put it on the scales. Like, here you go. I was like, oh. <laughs> so I made uh, New York strips wrapped in bacon, and the way that our grills work at my apartment complex is underneath them, there's a little timer that you turn, and it lets the propane out. So that way, if you leave it, the propane shuts off automatically after a certain amount of time. So I set it for 20 minutes and got it heated up through the steaks on there. And then I checked them, and I realized that the propane had turned off a few minutes ago. So I was like, shit. So I relit it, and they and we were kind of running short on time, so I had been grilling them over medium, so I just cranked it up to high to give it that last oh sear. God, did you just eat fucking charcoal I waited like dinner? five minutes, I turned, I like, I opened it, and a backdraft shot out of the, <laughs> out of the grill, because there's something wrong with that grill where the very center one shoots up and creates like a, like an actual small open flame. Um, instead of like this burning the like burning at the bottom and letting the heat rise, so the bacon lit on fire, which lit the steaks on fire, <laughs> and so there was just this massive open flame and smoke everywhere. But they still cooked to the perfect temperature, just a little bit of charcoal on there. Then we went and saw Fifty Shades of Grey, and it's it is not an Oscar winner. Let me tell you that. Well, surprise, surprise! But it's not as bad as you would expect it to be. Oh, it is. Because here's the thing. I never read the books, and I cannot read the books. I've read two chapters of the book, the first book, and it was so bad that I couldn't, I could not bring myself to go onward. Even reading it with Kimmy, I was like, this I read somewhere that this was like Twilight fan fiction turned into reality. Yes, it was originally written as Twilight. That just makes me really sad because Twilight is terrible. So you literally took something that was terrible, and then fan fiction in itself. Shit filter, and then you got. Yeah, fan fan fiction in itself usually is just really shitty anyway. So you've got like shitty based off of shitty turns into. But isn't it her own fan fiction that she wrote about books that she wrote herself? Well, it's basically just Mary Sue's fiction. Fifty Shades of Grey is written by Stephanie Meyer. No, no, no. It's by this. Oh, okay. It's by this chick, E. L. James. Okay, I was like, okay, what? for the way because the way you were explaining it to me when we talked about it on Tuesday was Stephanie Myers is like, I wrote Twilight and then I wrote fan fiction. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's <laughs> No, she, uh, E. L. James, basically was, I guess, like into Twilight and she wrote a Twilight fan fiction, which is why um, Fifty Shades of Grey is set in Seattle. Uh, because Twilight is also set in... Well, it's set in technically, I guess it's called Fork, Washington, which is a little podunk town near Seattle. But, um, yeah, so she wrote it as fan fiction, and then someone read it and said, hey, this is actually kind of, one, really fucking weird, but good on its own, and if you change the character names, you could probably sell it. So she did, and mothers all over the nation bought it. It sold 100 million copies all over the world. It's like, it's a big deal. The books are not good. I've tried to read them, and they are just porn. For it's just girl porn. That's all it is. Women, they like they say that like there are a lot of women who look at porn, like visual porn. But many women like to read um, Harlequin, Harlequin romance, romance novels, books, yeah. which are essentially just just mind porn. That's all it is. It's porn in the written form, uh, like slash fiction or something like. And so, it's uh, it got really it got really popular from that. But the writing is is certainly not great. But if but I went into the movie. With really low expectations. I basically figured that they would probably just bring a cow onto the screen and let it poop. And that's probably about what I was going to watch. <laughs> about equitable. Yeah. Um, 
But the visuals are really good. It's it's cinematically it's shot very well. It's got a great color palette because it's set in Seattle, so it has that really nice gray Seattle palette to it. Um, I actually I. The way that Christian Grey is portrayed on the screen, I actually like him as a character because he's very upfront. He's just like, I fucking know what I want, and I know how to get it, and he's rich, and he dresses like a boss, which are all appealing things in a character to me. Um, He just has this weird, like, insanity to him where he likes to beat people. Like, to, to, to oversimplify it, it's like he likes to beat people for pleasure, but that's... It's really... That's not exactly what it is. Uh, the Anastasia girl, whose name is Anastasia Steele... That is like that is like a porn porn star name. Yes, but she's the most virginal porn star you've ever met because she's a virgin. So they meet, and she's a virgin. She didn't even look that pretty on the previews. That's a she's not. But that's the point. Like again, it's the Mary Sue fiction, right? Where she's pretty and plain and virginal, but she meets this man who's super hot and a billionaire. (laughs) And super into her. Super into her, even though she's plain. Even though her legs are fucking hairy as shit because she doesn't know how to take care of herself. Like, like that chick had hairy legs. The first sex scene, he pulls her pants down and there's backlighting and it's just hairy ass legs. Like spider legs. Yeah, just like, like, and she, um, and so yeah, it is that whole thing. And, and I was—I read a really interesting article about um, about the Fifty Shades of Grey phenomenon because, of course, there's all these people like, "Why is it popular? How can something be so awful but make so much money?" Blah blah blah. And it's reference Twilight. Yeah, it's just the time for that now. Yeah. So they, um, so yes, it, but that's a that's a long-standing trope in all in all erotic literature. It throughout the centuries has been virginal maid meets. Usually handsome like prince, prince yeah. who yeah. basically dominates her, and she finds finds out she likes it, etc. Um, so some of the acting is not good. There's this very beginning part, like the first ten minutes when they first meet at the end of the interview. They, they, she's getting in an elevator, and he, and he's just like Anna, and she's like Christian, and then the doors close. And that's then, not bad acting. That's just bad writing. Exactly. And then that that happens at the end too, where basically like spoilers, they she breaks up with him because she can't deal with his masochistic side or whatever, and so they they're like she's like crying and she gets in the elevator and and he's like Anna and she's like Christian and then the door closes and the movie ends after that, which is the fucking worst way to end a movie. Oh yeah. God, I want to meet this woman and fucking suck her in the mouth. Yeah, it's it's um so that so it's not the best movie that I've ever seen. I would not watch it again. The sex scenes are not that crazy. Like, I've seen crazier shit on HBO, which again, it, it, which is also representative of this weird place we're in. So, you can watch any, you can see anything on HBO because HBO is private, is private broadcasting. You have to pay to get it. And you can also which see means some. It's like time to just pump the boobs. Yeah, there's <laughs> boobs and like you see dick and stuff like that. In this, you don't see any dick. And. I think like, there's you're like not allowed one, to. I think there's like movies. one dick shot. You can't like show a lot of that. Otherwise, yeah. you get labeled as like a X-rated movie. NC-17. Like it's not. It's not even that. It's even above that. There's like X. X there's X-rated, but that's a it's porn. Movie. Not like porn, or but there's a rating where like you like it. Basically, like you cannot be under like 21 to see the movie. Like, oh, okay. like guaranteed. Like, like NC-17. NC-21. Like NC-17 or NC. Like there's like like R. I think you can still have. Like you can still see the movie if you're under yeah, twenty one if you have parental discretion, like yeah. approval. But there are like certain movies where like you literally cannot, and that just will kill any movie because 
Well, NC-17 specifically is a rating. No movie theater will show an NC-17 movie. So... And it's, like, higher than that to show, yeah. like, a lot. Basically, if they're, like, the board is, like, if you show penis, you are a porn movie. Yeah. So, it's weird because I go to that and I'm, like, Same I've seen crazier show. shit than this on HBO in Game of Thrones, you know. So, it's, I don't know. But people are, like, oh, it's so crazy the amount of sex. There's 20 minutes of sex scenes and they're all, like, really nuts. It's like, but... oh, God, I can find, like, one 20-minute porn video and then yeah. I've got 20 minutes. And I'm just, like, I have engaged you. in crazier shit than they did in that movie. Like... I have I've been party to crazier stuff than that. So it's it's I I think it's it what it is if you look at it as not um if you if you've never read the books if you go in there with really low expectations it's basically just a romantic comedy because it's funny. There's some funny shit in there that I don't think is intentionally funny, but it's just really funny. Like the writing is at points so bad that you just find yourself laughing. Um and there's some generally, like, funny stuff. Like, she asks him in the interview. She's known him for, like, five minutes, and she's just going through the questions. She's like, are you gay? And, like, they just, like, stare at each other. I don't know. It's it's definitely an interesting... It's basically a romantic comedy that provides a psychological analysis of, analysis of, a, be, of, of a bondage sadomasochism relationship, which is something that really hasn't been explored in, in major film. So it's about... It's for one thing, there's a lot of bullshit that's going on around where people are saying that it promotes abuse, like abuse, and doesn't show the BDSM lifestyle, like, faithfully, which is bullshit because it does show the BDSM lifestyle pretty faithfully, and it is not, it is not promote abuse. It does not, because the, she, everything that happens to her in that movie is completely consensual. So, and there's like, I don't know if you guys have seen this controversy, but living with a woman, I know about this controversy that everyone. I live with a woman too. I well, just don't live with a woman who cares about fishing. Right. Exactly. But there's a, there's a lot of people saying that like, oh, like on Facebook, it's just people saying, I'm not going to see Fifty Shades of Grey because it, pr- it promotes abusive rape culture. And that is I'm not. I'm not going to vaccinate my kids. It's yeah. the same stupid people. Yeah. It's just, it's, that is not the case. It, it definitely, everything that happens in that movie is totally consensual. And it's just about, one person meeting another person and them trying to figure out if they can work together. And as of the end of this movie, they cannot. Good. So I will see the second and third one because Kimmy will want to see the second and third one. You know what's an easy way to make that not happen? Go by yourself, Kimmy. Well, I mean, I'm interested in... I'm, I'm Honestly, I'm interested in seeing how this plays out. Just because, why not? Well... I care about my fiance and the things that she likes. So I will say to to play devil's advocate, though, even though it is consensual, it does kind of promote a like I don't want to say a rape culture. Well, it's in the fucking movies now, so you're going to get a lot more like kids doing it and all this shit because because just just because it's it's, mainstream, just because it's consensual initially, and I know it's consensual toward the at the end too, but it it still promotes the idea of male. Maybe not male, but dominance. You know, and mostly I feel that people watch it will be male dominance. I'm sure there's the reverse where you're like dominatrix and shit but like yeah. I feel like it, it the the message is though is that like it's okay some people just need to be dominators. right it's <laughs> well, it's it's okay to as long as the other person is okay it's okay to like beat someone not I mean for for sexual pleasure and I know obviously for them they stop a limit but like what happens to the person that they start doing that and it's consensual but eventually it gets too bad and they the they say no and maybe like that's not enough anymore, you know. Like I see how that can be. Yeah, that's like, kind of like, like a, like, like, like a precursor. It, it's, uh, I'm, I'm, but I'm just trying to play those. Yeah, I could see like where that's coming from. We can say that the movie itself doesn't promote it, but you can say that just the general idea of that premise is. Well, he says to her multiple times. He Bananas says, to say for it. 
<laughs> he basically <laughs> he says um he says before he shows her like tells her about his his like bondage side of himself he says I'm gonna show you something if you don't like it then my helicopter stands <laughs> on standby oh my god, god damn it to take you anywhere you want to go he's like you can leave I'm not you you're not obligated to stay but I have to be honest with you and show you that this is who I am. And so he says, like, you can leave anytime you want. And even when they're like, when they start experimenting with that stuff, he's like, you can, we can stop whenever you want. You can leave whenever you want. And so the only part that gets kind of rapey. But that's even, com- but that's like but the abnegation of control at that point. That's like, here's this thing I like to do, but you can stop me whenever you want. I don't know, but that's like, idealized in the movies. Obviously, yeah. he's, they're not going to show a rape movie because no one would watch that. But yeah. like, does, I mean, how many people does it just stop? Like, do they have the perfect control where they can just, like, be beating on somebody and, like, doing all the shit to Give them? Give them the rut. And then, like, <laughs> they get denied it and be like, okay, stack off. All right, later. Well, and you that's, know? and in the like, in the movie, she has to sign a contract that basically says that she'll be his, be his submissive, which she never signs. But that's what a lot of the movie revolves around is, is he basically gives her this contract and says, these are all the things that you agree to do. I will not do anything that is not agreed to in this contract. And you're a lot, you're free to change the contract if you want. So there's like, they have like this weird meeting scene where they have a business meeting together and they're sitting across the table and he's like, she's like, you know, uh, article three, section seven, subsection five, please Poop strike in the mouth. I'm not <laughs> well, she's like, uh, strike out anal fisting, you know? And then she's like also vaginal fisting. And he's kind of like, what the fuck? Like, I don't want to take those things out. But he, cause you can see in his face, he's like, oh, and he's like, really? You sure you want to do Damn that? It, I wanted to put my entire arm up your intestinal tract. Yeah. <laughs> and, but he, but he respects her. He's like, you know what? If that's not what you want to do, then we don't have to do that. So, but the thing is, is that there are people who will try how this I, kind of how stuff. How idealized is that though? Like how the many, how many videos that actually relationships start off with an actual legitimate contract like they, that? Well, they should. The, they, they should. That's promoted but... in BDSM culture. That's the thing. A lot of people who are in bondage culture have very specific guidelines and outlines where they say, this is what's acceptable and this is what's well, there, not. There's bondage culture. I agree. So you've got the subject of people that do this performance and they have the right way. But it's like with anything though. Like you can have people who are really good at guns. Like Addison knows it. Everything knows. But then like you can have the guy that's like, oh, I want to test guns out and just like doesn't know the shit's going on. Doesn't do his research properly. And just goes and shoots up. Well, yeah. Well, and shoots up a school or something. Like I'm just saying like for them, they're promoting and like you have like the BDSM culture people like, oh, like this is not how we really are. Well, that's fine. But like if you're showing... Like, I feel like you're showing the masses, right? And we have to assume you're the masses are stupid. Sorry, audience. But the masses are stupid. Sorry, masses. Sorry, you masses. But you guys are stupid. So. Not you guys. Only people, obviously, the people who listen to our show are intelligent. But, you know, you have to assume the All masses are stupid. Them. So you're going to be getting, like, you're going to need, like, 18 year old dudes, like, to their 16 year old girlfriends. Be like, hey, let's hey, try, we'll this, try out. this out. Yeah! <laughs> and, the, and, and, the girl, and the girlfriend is going to be, like,. <laughs> And the girlfriend's gonna be like, "Oh, we saw her in a movie. Like, sure, you want to play puppet, <laughs> but it, but it won't be nearly as organized. Like, obviously, he's got all the money for this shit. It's gonna be very like cordial. Like, who's to say that they they try it out and then I know this is like I think, meta- hypothetical, but then if he can't stop, it then becomes rape. Like, that's really what I think comes. that the lesson to take away from this movie is don't join the BDSM lifestyle unless you're a billionaire. Mm-hmm. All right, problem solved. Yeah, it's I, a lifestyle that's not for everyone. I agree, but like. <laughs> I just, you you sound like you're talking from the inside. Oh no, I've never <laughs> kid's been there. I, he married a dominatrix after all. We know this. I guess so. 
No, but, but I see what you're saying. It's yeah. like it's not for everyone, and I think like by promoting it so widely, like I think like you're gonna get a lot more incidents. You're gonna get a lot more weird. I don't know. I think weirdo people could latch onto this and be yeah. like, "Hey, see, it's in the movie. This is okay." Like I love like beating my wife. You know, and yeah. it's like yeah. And that's but the thing is, is those are people who already had things wrong with them, anyways. Like it's not Fifty Shades of Grey fault that there are people out there who think it's acceptable to beat women, like to actually hurt them as opposed to doing because. Christian, like, Christian never, fu- like, he doesn't fucking knock her in the eye, like, or he doesn't, like, knock her out or anything. He, <laughs> he hits, he uses, like, whips and floggers and stuff, and he doesn't even, <laughs> he doesn't even hurt her, like, that much. The only time is, is the, the point where, like, she leaves is she says, I need you to show me the worst that it can possibly be, and he hits her with a belt super hard, and he's like, I'm gonna hit you six times, and you're gonna count with me, Ugh. like, oh, and, but, and she's like, fuck that, I can't do this, I'm out of here, and she leaves. She leaves a relationship when it gets, when it gets, too abusive so i can see what you're saying like i I can definitely see how people because people imitate what they see so there'll be a lot of people who'll be like oh well let's just do what we did in 50 shades of gray oh shit you're hanging from a ceiling fan now and you're dead oops (laughs) (laughs) whoops actually killed my wife it was 50 shades of gray's fault i mean i actually don't have any problem with the movie but i'm just i could like that's that's the devil's advocate i think you can see if i don't i don't I don't promote the books. I think that they're bad literature, but I think as a standalone from the books, yeah. the movies are actually okay. And since I was yeah. expecting dog shit, I can see that. Yeah, it, and that's, you only got horse shit. Yeah, that's a high. Like, that's high praise. It's, it's just totally elevated shit. off the ground. It's just funny because I have to live with like Gina's never read the books and she never plans to, but Gina's very like woman power kind of thing. And so I think the idea of like. Like, you're telling a lot of girls it's okay to be, like, super submissive and get beat and stuff. Yeah, and the way they should have written that book was the woman was the billionaire dominatrix, and the guy's like, ugh, I'm a timid fucking idiot. But and in like, Twilight, the vampires got all the power, guys. Come well, on. no one well, no one would have read that, though. Like, women read these books because they women wanna, like, have place... these submissive fantasies. You know, the, the book is written <laughs> in first is person. so hyper-general. Well, the like, book... I <laughs> the women who read... <laughs> are you telling me that the women who read these books and enjoy them are not women who have submissive fantasies? No, I'm sure they are, but just because wow. women who don't have submissive fantasies probably wouldn't read the books. I think they'd read the books still. But the the that's part of book club. The um the uh there the article I read was actually really interesting where it was talking about how um women have these submissive fantasies because like there's there's a lot of women who have rape fantasies. They have fantasies about being raped because the fantasy about being raped is you can enjoy having sex and you give up control and thus give up responsibility. And ever since man, you know, men realized that they were different from women, there has been this kind of onus on I have penis. What? to be very responsible about their sexuality. Like it's the, it's the, the, um, men are from Mars, women are from Venus. Well, no, it's the, what's it called? The, uh, the double standard of, you know, women should be super slutty but also super virginal. Figure it out. Like, it's, you know, women have... They women, do a good job. All, <laughs> uh, all for the status quo. <laughs> hey, go to mill. But women, um, women be, like, what this this book was talking about, or this, this article was talking about, you know, the thing is, is that a lot of the success of Fifty Shades of Grey has to do with what it's like to be a woman and live in a woman's body. And women don't have a lot of control over their sexuality. Even in a modern society where women can be CEOs, they don't have the same kind of control over their sexuality that men do. Like, uh, and that's thanks to religion, to politics, to all these different things. So, I would say women don't have as much control over their body. 
I don't. I every woman has whatever choice they want for their sexuality, but they I don't. don't. I, mean, I don't know what you're trying to say. If you're that. if you're raised religiously, your sexuality is being controlled by the church, right? Women raised what raised like say in the Catholic it, Church, but, but the guy Jimmy the, doesn't seem that way. Gina doesn't seem that way. I mean, you can always break free. You always anyone, have a choice. Anyone can break can break free. And the but same I've, rules apply to the men too. Yeah, like, but not so much, right? Men. No, men, my parents like. Flipped out the first time I told them I had sex outside of marriage. They went fucking crazy. Because yeah. that was the expectation for me. Even though I'm not a religious person, I don't know why they thought that that was going to ever apply to me. But, like... Yeah. Asian peeps be like, whatever, Confucius said just love. Confucius but only said one child. Confucius said one, one child to aggregate a wealthy. <laughs> Confucius said just love, but as long as one you love. As long good, as one you Good prospects, lots of money, good job. Yeah. <laughs> as long as one you love. Has a much of wealth. <laughs> so, I don't know. I think, um, it's, it's caught, it's starting a really interesting conversation. And it's mostly, it's, no one will be able to explain exactly what it is. It's just luck. Like, there was a, va- there was a cultural void. There's a cultural vacuum, and this came in to fill it. And I don't know. It's an interesting watch. I can see why a lot of people wouldn't want to see it. I, if I had not, if I was not dating Kimmy, I probably wouldn't. How many boys something. are in the movie theater? A lot, and all of them. They're all of them. Their I know exactly. I sat next to this dude. It was so funny. I, How did you even see the screen through the fucking like desert haze of estrogen? <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember I was sitting there, I was like, "Don't make eye contact." I'm sure everyone next to you freaking like got dragged there too. Well, so we don't s- make eye contact. It's like being raped by being forced. <laughs> well, exactly. We sit down. I we sit down, and instead of like sitting a seat apart from someone, raped. I just uh, we knew the movie was sold out, so I just sat next to this guy in the very front row at the bar. And I like, and I sit next to to him. I'm like, I'm just gonna sit next to you because I know this is sold out. He's like, Yeah, whatever. I was like, I won't be making eye to- eye contact. He's like, Just don't push back. And I was like, <laughs> It was so funny. And then I accidentally kept hitting. Like, I there was like two times where I hit my leg against his because I was moving my legs, and he was like, <laughs> <laughs> he gave me the most sideways look. I'm just like, What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I'm so sorry, sweetheart. Oh man, it was so awkward. But the funny thing is that. This is a is an R rated movie. So the youngest you had to be was was seventeen, but most people there were probably eighteen, nineteen, twenty. Seeing this, or movie. probably the college kids around here. The amount of giggling that went on during like the sex scenes or any kind of innuendo oh, is just like, are you people fucking twelve years old? <laughs> <laughs> I like, realize that they really are. I mean, <laughs> you see the kids coming into fucking ASU now. No, yeah, they they look and act like they're twelve years old. I know that because my fucking cousin, who is a man child. He is a, a adult male who has not moved past any sort of maturity like boundary, and he's going to ASU right now. But he's exactly the kind of person who would like see sex and be like, ah! you yeah. know, like uh, it was weird how much giggling and just shit there was when it's just like, you know, it's two people having sex. Like you can't. Yeah, have you not know. seen this before, you pathetic know. fucking idiots? So yeah, some people get like awkward around the fact that you're watching sex with like other people, especially people you know. Oh, that's the best best time to do it. Yeah, that's when you start laughing because <laughs> that's when people know that you're the sexual alpha male. Because <laughs> <laughs> okay. all this shit's a joke to you. Yeah, exactly. So, all right, so we'll move on. Uh, yeah, I'm still an advocate of Fifty Shades of Brown, wherein <laughs> it stars the monkey from that poop video on YouTube. <laughs> I think that would fucking be... gorilla with his grass ass sausage. <laughs> that is the, uh, but it it it's an interesting movie, and I saw. It. Yeah, well, speaking so speaking of movie, I actually saw Avengers. It was on like TNT or whatever. I was just so watched seen Avengers. I watched Avengers again, and eh, I just want to point out how awesome a movie that was. 
again. And then B, also, so Gina and I watched Gone Girl on Fucking DVD. awesome. So speaking of, so we're on like awesome movies, but also about crazy bitches, man. Seriously? Yeah. Crazy. Gone- oh my God. I wouldn't be crazy bitches. Have you seen Gone Girl? It was, it was, a, it was, no, up. it was, it was a good movie. But like I sat there, and I actually didn't want to watch it. It was actually almost kind of like everyone wanted. Oh, that was this movie is so good. Yeah, like, and oh, I was, Ben Affleck and I, I don't know. It just wasn't that kind of movie to me. Neil Patrick Harris. That movie. He is in that movie. Okay. It's just to really, a point. I, I don't know. I always find it funny when Neil Patrick Harris plays non gay guys. I don't know why. Yeah. But anyways, it like I was watching it and I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. And then like I, for some reason, I felt like the movie like should have ended or like it could have been like an ending and it kept going. And that's when I was like, oh shit, she yeah. just got real. Yeah. And Avatar. <laughs> it kind of pulls an Avatar a little bit where, like, it has a climax. And you're like, okay, I guess it's the end of the movie. But then it, like, keeps going. You're like, oh, 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 shit. oh my God. So, yeah, that girl, uh, that girl is insane. Insane. That woman is a woman. Sorry to all the females. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Literally, after I would, we were done watching that, there's, like, this one scene that's, like, kind of crazy. And I looked, turned her and I was just like, Gina, I was like, we would be, be crazy. I was like, bitches be crazy, Gina. And she's like, yeah, watch out. Let's move to the news. Fifty Shades of Brown. Fifty Shades of Brown. Make it happen. The sequel. Um, I hear that the sequels actually, like, are supposedly not very sexual anymore. The second one, I keep hearing the second one has a lot more sex. But, like, yeah, it kind of has the same drawback of, I guess, a lot of those preteen movies is that they write these books and the first one's pretty good and then... The rest just taper off because the person who wrote them doesn't have enough, like, source material and isn't a good writer to make it, like, really strong. Mm-hmm. Like, that happened with Twilight. That happens with, like, The Hunger Games. That happens with, like, all those big movies. Is like, I've actually read all The Hunger Games books because you don't want it to. And Did you read them to each other? We might have. Ah. The first one was actually, like, not, like, a fight. It was, like, whatever. Like, it wasn't terrible. Like, the pacing was good and there was, like, a really strong plot there. I guess, like, you've got, like, a nice idea set up in this whatever once they're out of the games, though, the second and third books, like, you can tell she just runs out of, like, oh, well, I had a really great idea, but I'm going to make a sequel because everyone liked it and I can make more money off of yeah. it. But you're, you you see her and you go, you can read the, like, just not how, like, there's no direction in the books anymore because she just doesn't know what to do. Like, yeah. the second Hunger Games book is like, and we're back in the Hunger Games! And then the third book is like, okay, we can't do it for the third time. The revolution! Let's have this, like, war thing. But you can tell the characters, like, they just start to deviate from what made them really popular. And it just gets really shitty. And I hear that happens to a lot of those books. So, I'm kind of interested yeah. to see if... Kimmy said that the second book has the most sex. Where it's just like, that's where things get to go, like, real insane. Because I think, because I assume they get back together and she agrees to be a submissive. And so... That's when he, like, well, shoves stuff up her butt and, like, all kinds of weird shit. Well, someone happening. told me, maybe it was not saying, but it's like the third book is, like, like she, like, has a baby and they get, like, I don't know. There's, like, a kidnapping There's a kidnapping, yeah. yeah. It stops becoming, like, a whole book about that. It becomes, like, an action book because yeah. you kind of, like, run out of, like, ways to stick things up your butt. If, it get, if, oh they get to the third, if they get to the third movie and recast Christian Grey as Bruce Willis, it'll be fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how you best. know. That's how you will 100% know that the, the tone has shifted, <laughs> yeah. like, in t- it's a stepwise function at yeah. that point. But, the, yeah, like, it stops following the whole point. Maybe not stops, but it just, like, you can just tell. It's like, well, I can't just have a book of just having sex all the time because we did it in the second book, I guess. And Yeah. There has to be story in there somewhere. So. Yeah, I guess. I just feel like a lot of these writers, they, like, kind of, as you said, like, the writing is actually, like, the idea, initial idea is always good, and that's really what attracted everybody. But the actual, like, writing is shitty. And yeah. I feel like if the writer is poor, like, you can just, over time, you can tell. And I think that's usually what happens. Well, it's just because, like, like just because I've heard of these 
the 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 future story that she has a kid and then there's a they have the kid and that's and what I'm there's saying. like yeah. a kidnapping like what's, and then like, like they have to get her back like I have this vision in my head of the third movie of Christian Grey riding a helicopter with an M4 just shooting motherfuckers yeah, exactly. up like like I just imagine <laughs> yeah maybe like, like, like a little bird yeah. <laughs> I can see it, so maybe he has a very particular set of skills. <laughs> I want to see Taken 3 so bad. Oh, I, I do too. <laughs> really? I don't know. Maybe he's just I just love Liam Neeson. Taken 3 was he literally garbage. Is, he yeah. is just like, maybe it's me, but it's just, he's just the same guy in every single movie, I'm and that totally starts to okay wear on that. me. That's... Like, there's that, we were watching, we were in a movie, I think it was American Sniper, and there's that preview of like his son, he was like he used to be in the mafia, and it's one night to run. Or whatever. Yeah, and he and literally I he turns to see he turns to his son and he goes, "You need to listen to me. Stay with me the night. I will keep you alive." And I was like, "Isn't the same way he says I'm taking?" I have a very particular set of skills. That's literally like stay like, with me. I don't care. Like, literally I the, the exact same. I words. have gone out of my way to see like every movie that Liam Neeson. <laughs> <laughs> He's just a very entertaining I man. Just, uh, Did you guys see the Super Bowl commercial with him? He, it was, was for he, he, he did a Super Bowl commercial for, for Clash of Clans. Yes, okay, I've and seen he's it. like, yeah, I didn't see it. Yeah, his like voiceover and like, like basically he gets defeated. and He's like, you've defeated me, but like I'm gonna fucking find you and kill you. And then he's in like it, you see it zooms out and he's looking at his phone and like the guy's like Liam. Like, he's in a he's in a coffee shop like a coffee bean and tea leaf. Oh, yeah, okay. And the guy like brings a scone over. He's like Liam. And he's like it's Liam. And it's like he's like you'll regret the day that you messed with angry Neeson five five two. It was like it was actually pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Even though it's for Clash of Clans, which is the most hated mobile game in Addison's repertoire of hatred. Well, I mean, put it's Any not better than the Boom, most hated. Boom, it's Island just a mobile home. game. Ergo, I hate it. Yeah. There's no good mobile games that don't prey on people's stupid predilections. I watched a review for Total um, or for Total War Attila. Total War till I have not heard of It's that. expansion for Rome Total War. Or Total War. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I've got Total and War Rome, looks... too. That's a fucking fun game. I kind of wish you guys would get it. It's yeah, it looks, play. the battle system looks really bomb. So if I had the time to play a It's fun. I game. mean, you can even set it. Well, that's the thing. Is you don't even need to play the, like, the map game or anything. You can just set up battles where you pick your units and fucking fight. It's so much fun, dude. <laughs> it's so awesome. All right, so tell us your, your hilarious yet sad story, Addison. So there's this woman... Who has a house that's like basically on the state lines between New York and like Connecticut or New Hampshire or something like that. To the point where her like living room and kitchen is on one side of state lines and the rest of her house is on the other side of state lines. So she has two addresses. And she like set it up with the mortgage company where they would pay out the money to buy the other piece of land, basically, so she could own it. Well, since 2006, they never paid it because the company sold the the loan to another company and they never paid the money that was in the escrow to buy the land. So her neighbor buys her kitchen and her living room for $240 and then comes back and says, you want this land? It's going to be $350,000. What? Yes. Oh, my God. I feel like that's some... That's some whack shit. The fact that that could even happen scares the fucking shit. Political loopholes, dude. Well, it's not not even a political loophole. That's complete and abject negligence by a financial institution. Like, she had the money there to pay the mortgage on that land. But because they never paid it, that it was just like $30,000 that was sitting in escrow for like, you know, six and a half years or something. 
she lost that land. So at least they came back and said, oh, like the the mortgage company said, we'll pay the money. Because she finds she Dr. Never Done, she's like, you gotta understand, you're asking me $350,000 for the size of what we're sitting in right now. So they, they got her down to thirty five grand, but she should she should have to pay any money in the first fucking place. Yeah. Like, that's insane to me. And that's the fact that her neighbor would do that to her. That, that's she, the real problem right there, is that you have a dick that would well, do something. You like, have a neighbor. That's war, Human man. beings are fucking profiteering <laughs> assholes and that's I would do the same thing. Let me be clear. I'm not <laughs> like if that if that came up, I'd be like I'll buy it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't start and say three hundred fifty grand unless like the company came and they're like, "We need to settle." I'll be like three hundred fifty yeah, thousand yeah. or something. But you know, I'll buy it for two forty and be like, "Give me three hundred bucks." Or something. You know, just... the weird thing is like, what did he do with her kitchen and living room? He just owned it. So did he like go in there and build a wall and say, "You can't come in here well, anymore"? I'm, I'm, I'm sure he half. could if he no, wanted to, but just because you own it doesn't mean you can't let someone else use he's it. He's letting her use it, but he's like, if you want to actually own it. Like, he basically can say, don't come on my land. And the moment that she steps into her kitchen, she's trespassing. He can shoot her. Like, you can kill somebody who's trespassing (laughs) on your land. She can be in the chicken, in the kitchen making spaghetti and just get a round in the neck. Like, that just, it's terrifying to me that people would do that to each other, but it's hilarious because that's such a, like, contrived and shit situation to be in and then be put further down into by other institutions. Ugh. So, note to the audience, don't build your house on state lines. and yeah, Don't build your house on uh, an Indian burial ground or on state lines. <laughs> <laughs> um, Native American? Okay. No, we're talking about like Indian and Indian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Swami they just, guys. They just burn people and throw them in the river. Please don't buy it. Please don't build your house on my land. So, Matthew Inman, the guy who writes The Oatmeal, uh, put together a card game called Exploding Kittens and it's essentially just like a fun family card game and he put it on Kickstarter and he was looking for $10,000 and so far they have $5.7 million. Good man. So they are and it actually looks like a pretty fun game. Like it's literally it's a game where essentially there's a deck in the center and you draw and whoever draws an Exploding Kittens card like it's like a, a cat that's like you know playing with an electric like a nuclear bomb or something. If you draw that card then you explode and you're out of the game. But you can defuse the kittens using like random shit like laser pointers and goat anuses and stuff. Like that's a thing. Goat butts are a part of the, are a part of this game, and they're not goat safe for butts. one person. Da, 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 goat butts. So um, it actually is really, it seems like really interesting. But yeah, six million dollars. One of the the highest funded Kickstarter campaigns of all time is this Kickstarter. I'm pretty sure that Star Citizen made way more money off Kickstarter. I don't than think. That. They kickstarted, they had but, a kickstarter. but they stopped it and just did their own funding. I think they got the That's rest true. of their funding somewhere yeah. else. I'm sure they have like the highest, you know, for that like game, by the multiple way. of their shit. I, I kind of still, I don't know if it's too late. I still kind of almost want to invest in one of those like freights that we were I've talking about. I've been looking at it. They still have like the, the thing is before I invest in a multi-person ship, Fourth. I want to make sure that it's actually like. They have uh, $6.2 million to the fourth most funded Kickstarter of all time. Coolest Cooler, apparently, is the most funded with $13 million. I would fucking pay for that. For the 21st awesome. Century Cooler, that's actually cooler. I'm really confused by this. And then the Pebble, which... I don't know if the Pebble's even come out yet. <laughs> the wonderful Ooyah. Ooyah. So, 
But they have the most backers too. I think they have uh, over a hundred thousand backers, like one hundred thirty thousand backers on uh, on Exploding Kittens. So it's super interesting. That I wonder if that's like the last great Kickstarter explosion. No, there'll be more. Or do you think that they're going? Because at first they were coming like fast. When I don't think Kickstarter I don't think it'll launched. be the next great like explosion or the last one. But I just think that you'll just see less less people putting money into stupid shit, right? Like so you'll just have fewer. Like, yo, the highs will be high because people will believe in it, but you just won't have, like, oh, this guy, you know, decided to poop in a can and put it on the internet and people gave him $10 million. Like, you're not going to see that. Yeah, the hope, the hope, I mean, I think Kickstarter really shines for stuff like this, where it's like, it's something that you can actually use. Is it's that a blender imp- on top? <clears throat> yes, it looks like it. Yes. It's something you can actually use. It's something that's like a market improvement on the technology that already exists, and you can get in for a fraction of the price, you know. And actually get the product, but it have it still be dispersed and come out. Whereas, like, a, a fucking game... Like, I just don't see games doing well on Kickstarter. I don't really want them to. I think you need to fucking... <laughs> early access or, you know... But you come up with the money access. yourself. Well, if it's... It's because it's the only, like, real alternative to Kickstarter. The problem is people kickstart their game and then put in early access. And that just seems fucking dishonest to me. Yeah, but <clears throat> waterproof Bluetooth speaker. I mean, this thing is could do it all. Yeah, so this is Addison specifically re- referring to the coolest cooler, which is the number one funded project on Kickstarter with thirteen million dollars. And the the description reads as regular coolers are boring, break easily, and are a hassle to haul around just to carry the ice. The coolest cooler is sixty quarts of awesome, packed with so much fun you'll look for excuses to get outside more often. Maybe you want to use the built-in ice crushing blender to whip up some margaritas or smoothies on your next boat trip or tailgate. Maybe you just want to always have music on hand with a waterproof Bluetooth speaker or want to recharge your electronics with a built-in USB charger. And then there's more stuff. It's got eight, an 18-volt battery-powered rechargeable blender, a removable water, Bluetooth waterproof speaker, a USB charger, LED light, gear tie-down, cooler divider, slash cutting board, extra-wide easy-rolling tires, integrated storage for plates and knives, and a bottle opener. It's fucking awesome. Early bird special, $165. Yeah, you can't. But still, I mean, like, it is an improvement. It's a mechanical thing. Like, that's what I want off of Kickstarters. I want people to be like, I'm going to try Kickstart the first flying car. And, you know, yeah. like, all that kind of shit. Not Exploding Kittens. I think Exploding Kittens will be fun. Yeah, I'll never play it. But the thing is, is, is to have put $10,000 is all they wanted. Just 10000 they got $6 million. What is that in a percentage? It's like 6,000% 6, or 60... 60 62,000%. Yeah, 62,000% funding. Like, that's insane. I both love and rue Kickstarter for its super awesomeness to get people to make... To have people get rich off their ideas and the fact that I have not come up with anything that would make me rich from Kickstarter. Get Kickstarter rich. Um, so... There's that thing I was talking to you guys about. We'll dip into politics briefly today because I saw something today that just made me, that was so unfortunate. And I was talking about the national, the national prayer breakfast, I guess, is a thing that happens in Washington. And Obama got up and said that, uh, essentially, I'll, I'll look up the exact article. And on my, my iPhone. Let's see. No, I don't want to join the network. Did I delete it? But basically, Obama gets up and and says, 
dear people. Yeah. My, oh, fellow, my fellow prayer Americans. Um, so Crusade Red Herring at National pre- Press Things. Blah, blah, blah. I gotta find it. Should have had this closer in. So, <clears throat> and to be clear, wasn't the Christians that did the Crusades. It was the Catholics. Yeah. 100% of Crusades are done by Catholics. <laughs> well, basically, so, so... Keep this in mind. So, basically, Obama goes to the prayer breakfast. He gets up and he's talking about um, the problems with ISIS and stuff. And he says... Which he just being resolved. He says, don't... He says, with... There are extremists in Islam, but... No, if we get on our high horse and say that all Islamists are extremists and everything, I love how you say Islamists, Muslims, Islamists. Islamists is a term Muslim. for like the Muslim Brotherhood who believe in Sharia law. Okay, so, so all is, all all Muslims, Islamists yeah. are. We like, can't say we can't say that all all Muslims are bad. Essentially, lest we forget that you know that Christians that you know Christians uh, were the ones who ran the Crusades in the Inquisition. And, and so, the Jews committed genocide. Yeah. And we're genocided against. Yeah. So the scales balance for them. <laughs> hey, man, once you, once, once you kill Jesus, man, there's no going back from that. But essentially what he was saying That's was... was basi- killed Jesus. He's basically just Jewish? saying, don't hate all of the Muslims because it's not, it's not all of the Muslims' fault that a percentage of them are fucking colossal assholes. Well, don't forget, a, a percentage large, of Christians were colossal assholes, too. And a large percent of Muslims are doing nothing about True. those small percentages. But the thing that's crazy is that, um, of course, Fox News goes on and says that, hang on, whoa, all of us Christians today are responsible for the Crusades? That's not true, Obama. And just like, really like tearing him to shreds about, about this thing that he said. They're like, it's inappropriate. How dare you compare, compare Christians to the Muslims that are not How even the same thing? How dare you compare apples to apples? Yeah. The same, just in a different time period. Yeah. <laughs> the fucking fox. And the thing is, is that there's like a, a, there's actually a strong argument that today's Catholic Church is responsible for the Crusades of thousands of years ago. Like, that, but people say like because they never fucking apologized. No, that's the know? thing is they have apologized, but they don't apologize to any force. They don't do anything with their apology. Like at the end of his papal reign, the the Nazi Ratzinger came up and was like, "All right, well, here's a bunch of things that the Catholic Church needs to, you know, we're asking forgiveness for. This is our apology, and that was part of it. But it's it's just one thing in a long fucking list of child rape and." complete destruction of societies and stuff. Then they're like, oh yeah, that crusade thing. Sorry about that, Muslim world. On to the next thing. Like, they don't... They 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 try and create better ties with the Muslim world at the same time forgetting that they decimated it every chance they got for like a thousand years. So, like, I don't know. Yeah. It's... They... Uh. And the whole thing to me is just, is just weird. It sounds like he was trying to per- preach a little peace. Oh, and the one thing that the critics said, that the Fox critics said was... Why would he go up there and talk about religious peace when what he should be saying is reminding the religious people of our country that we're in difficult times and he supports them? And she's like, the economy is so awful right now and things are so bad that the president should be reminding the religious people of this country to hold on to their faith and that the president of the United States supports them. And I was like, you're fucking lying because the economy is not in a bad place. There's None of that is true. Uh, And the president shouldn't, should not in a public forum, ugh. Talk about endorse, religion. Let's talk about that. Let's talk, talk about, about religion, that. period, but especially not endorsing a religion 
in any way. Solidarity religion, no. It's never been true, though. Like, uh, like you're supposed to be a secular figurehead. It's never true. Oh, exactly. You're not. But, you're never supposed to be religiously tied. But like, all the pre- all the presidents, all the yeah, exists. all the presidents since like literally like the second one have been like super well, religious. George it's Washington that, was the greatest. Stupid. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so it's that that continuing and fucking foolish idea that America is a Christian. That's nation. exactly. You, and, like literally, if you ask like all these people, like if. If a prospective candidate running for president were to be like, America is not a Judeo-Christian country, he would never get anywhere. They would never, like... Oh, I'd vote for him. Well, obviously, you would vote for him. Oh, yeah. I'd vote for him. But that, but not enough to get him... Like, he would get crushed easily. Yeah. And that's the thing is, religion is... Give him a chance, but... Religion is a massive lobbying institution. Yeah, and it's very... Law, it's like the it, biggest... It's, and, but it's just crazy to me when you think about that. Like and religion, they're directly government-subsidized. Yeah. Like a religion... Like the government is supposed to be... I mean, my my U.S. history isn't the greatest, but if I remember correctly, the Puritans came over here to escape the fact that they were being persecuted in England because they believed what they believed. So they came over and they were they said, like, our government shouldn't have religion in it. We should We should be religious, but let our government not be separation of church and state. And well, you can thank Thomas Jefferson for that one. Yeah. I mean, he's the guy who outright said, like, there was a conflict between the, the Methodists and the Congregationalists in Pennsylvania or whatever, and they wrote him letters saying, what are you going to do about this? And he's like, I'm not going to do anything. I pro- I will protect your right to be whatever you want to be, but I'm not going to choose the side, you see. Yeah. But unfortunately, the moment that was written down, it seemed to have gotten been forgotten by every fucking subsequent president. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, it's just, yeah, it's very strange that, like, Religion plays a big part in the kind of um, the kind of laws that we make, in the decisions that we it's make not, as a but country. It's not, but it's not strange though. It, I, it's, it makes perfect it's sense to me that it should that that happens. Right. It makes sense, that but it but does, it's but perfect it's sense right. why it happens. But like because the but well, completely outside the framework that we've built this fucking nation on. That's At least fine. That we that's fine. But ultimately, ultimately, if you think about it, the president. I mean, uh, whatever the electoral college aside, the president gets voted by the people, right? The people will vote for him. So if all the people are religious who vote for him, then they're going to want a religious person that shares his views or shares their views in office. And that's just how it's been. So until there are less religious people than non-religious people and the non-religious people vote more than the religious people, then that's not going to change, right? Yeah. The, the, time, it, the time when... 20 years and that'll be... And maybe that'll, maybe that'll be true, but I'm just saying for now, like... Of the people that, like, unfortunately, you know, you, we would give our votes to someone who's not religious, but I think for the most part, the people who aren't religious tend to also not be people who vote a lot either, you know? Like, there is a distinct independent neutrality sector of the country that just don't care. Like, we're not religious, but, like, we don't want to get involved with this shit. Like, I'm, that, like, I... It took a lot of prodding to get me to vote, to be honest. Oh, well, like, agreed. Like a ton of, like a, like a ton of prodding to get me to vote. And I only I, have an app for voting. I just don't want it to fuck. Yeah. And I, and it's not, it's not because like, I don't want to be patriotic. I just, I don't know. Like for most, half of me just, I just don't care because and half of me thinks it doesn't matter. And then half of me is just like, is a hassle. I've got, a, I've got a lot, of, I got a lot of halves guys, <laughs> but part of it is like, I look at all the candidates and you know, I don't know. It, but long story short, so we've got this huge, portion of people that are independent that are you know especially like college kids that are in the past you know eight years that have now graduated but they're still that kind of like we're still kind of independent right now more liberal than not but they don't vote like there are there are like five times as many democrats as are republicans but when you look at poll results 
it's always pretty even in the number of votes for Republican and votes for like Democrat. And because there's a huge Democratic population that we're quote unquote Democratic, but we don't really care, you know, yeah. you just don't vote that much. So until that changes, like you're going to have this shit where the Tea Party is loud. They've got a lot of money and they care. Like they care a lot. Like they care a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. And until you get like an anti-caring, like a, a, an organization that cares so much to shut the Tea Party down, that they're willing to care so much and put a lot of money in just to be like the anti-Tea Party, you know? Yeah. Like the, I just, I happen. don't know. I wait, I wait patiently for the day that any president is like, oh yeah, I forgot. Separation of church and state. I'm actually not going to have this national prayer breakfast. I'm not supposed to be publicly endorsing a religion in any way. Yeah, it's. I feel like it's a pretty small thing to ask. I just want one fucking statement from he. Somebody. He does that, and he's not getting voted again. He's That's fine. He's got no reason to get voted, and he can't be the president anymore. It's true, but he does that, and he screws over his predecessor. I don't care. Okay, <laughs> well, right, that. but like, it's going to be Republican next time anyway. So I know, but, but no you... guarantees. <laughs> Keep the faith. But if all of a sudden, yeah, but if the president says that and he's democratic and then you know the media is just going to run with, like, the right wings are just going to be like, hey, hey, see, he's democratic and they just don't care about religion and all the, like... Well, no, that's the thing. It's the people who want separation of church and state care the most about religion. I want everyone to be able to practice what they want without feeling marginalized because there's a perceived mainstream religion that is endorsed by the government, a Christianity. I want everyone to feel free to worship whatever they want in equal silence. I do not I, want I to. I do not want the government to be a mouthpiece for you in any way, negative or positive. Just shut the fuck up. You know, like yeah. it's a it's a wish and a dream, and the space genie won't grant me this wish. But I, you got to give us some time for the old money to keep dying out, and I'm so because the old money is what backs all these people, and eventually maybe it'll change. Heart <sighs> yeah. rate's getting up. All right, which makes me so full of hate. <laughs> All right, let's get on to the nerdy shit, because there's a lot of stuff in nerdy entertainment. Spider-Man is coming to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I don't know about you guys, I'm <laughs> fucking excited. What happened? Ten minutes, is that really? That's fine. We'll get that, we'll get it. So, Sony and Marvel struck a deal that's going to be bring... in the next Avengers, then? Or? No, he will be in Civil War. In uh, oh, Captain America 3 Civil War. Yeah. Civil War. Yeah, they're making a... Well, they're... Cap- okay, uh, I think Iron Man... Four is Captain America three. Captain America three is going to have War. Iron Man in it, and it's going to be the Civil War storyline from the Marvel the Marvel comics. You can't do the Civil War storyline in one movie though. That's going to suck. Well, it's going to be like there's going to be one more, a few movies leading up to it, and then everything's going to ignite in Captain America, and then there will be another Avengers movie after that that's going to tie things up. Apparently. Well, so that then that'll be the third Avengers movie then. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So well, in third, I we're supposed movie, to get like the Thanos for the second one or something. Second one is like Ultron. Is Ultron. The third or, yeah, Avengers sorry, movie Ultron. is Infinity Gauntlet, but there's going to be things leading up to it that tie up the Civil War thing. I think that like that. It's um, probably the fact that the Infinity Gauntlet is there. Probably. Up the Civil War yeah. thing. Everyone's like, "What are we fighting for?" <laughs> but the um the yeah. So Spider Man will be introduced in uh in Civil War, and then he will get his own movie in 2017. And Another ooh, Marvel movie. Studios is doing Mar- Yeah, so Marvel's Marvel. Uh, are we, rebo- are we rebooting the reboot of the reboot? They are rebooting it. Oh They're my rebooting God. it again. But the thing I want is, more Andrew Garfield Spider-Man though. No, he's, he's gone. gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he. Uh, so the thing is, is, Sony essentially is going. Sony is going to let Marvel take control of the character and put him in uh, in um, 
in Civil War. Oh, so and then, know that Marvel's going to do a better job. Yes. And then they're going to do a standalone Spider-Man movie um, that Sony is going to be responsible for, but Marvel is going to be building. So basically, Marvel's going to build it, and Sony gets all the final say, which I pray to God just means that Sony will just let Marvel do yeah, whatever Sony it wants. Sony should just be like, get us the right carpet, sirs. Yeah. Make us some money. <laughs> like, so, and then after that, we get more, we're going to get Spider-Man. I'm I so excited. I am tired of it. I'm actually distinctly unhappy with this news. Why? Because Spider-Man is I awesome. No, I don't need another Spider-Man. Like, I'm I tired do. of it. I need a good Spider-Man. I need I Venom. actually thought... I need Venom well, and Corbin. And they're different. making that's the Venom movie. I, I know. I I'm actually so thought the excited. first, the original Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire was actually the yes, really the good movie. the first and second movies were great. And then they rebooted... I don't... <laughs> I don't... The second movie was really the, good. The second movie was okay, but I don't... I just don't like the idea of them rebooting this shit all the time because, like, a this will be the final reboot, the one reboot to reboot them all. Yeah, you say that, but like, like I actually agree with like the Hulk with the Marvel Zoom. Where Hulk. they're just like, "Fuck you, you're not a you're well, no, not anymore. that." But like, they're holding on to it because you can't. I think it's bad business. Like, I I, I like Spider Man. I think by doing this, they're going to screw the franchise over. Maybe I... because the hardcore's like you are going to love it. That's fine. I would like, I would watch it because I like Spider-Man, but it's just going to screw it over because I feel like it's not going to do well in the movie theater. I'd we be shocked. Will and see. you, you can see by the, by the way the second reboot did. I know, like, it, critically it did so-so, but like, it, the second Spider-Man reboot did a lot worse monetarily. Like, for Sony, like, it, that's the reason why I probably give it up because they, Sony lost hundreds of millions of dollars at the new Spider-Man oh, movie. Because they don't, know what, the they don't know what the fuck they're doing. They don't know what, I thought the first Spider-Man movie, again, was okay. But like, the Tobey Maguire one you No, the, the, the first Andrew Garfield one. one. Yeah, I thought the second one was whatever. I, liked it I just, but go on. I, long story short though, like the, they saw it by the number of people watching the movie, like, people just weren't interested. They're like, especially the people that they need to get, which is actually not us. Obviously like, the young people are gonna go watch it, right? But what they needed to get is the reason why, like the Avengers the and Iron Man, nerds. it's not even nerds. Like <laughs> normal people like movies, and you there's like research showing that like if a movie does really well, like more, it's kind of like a Rolling Stone effect, you know, like a boulder rolling down a hill kind of thing. They're not gonna get that like really old crowd that like they need for their money. Like if they reboot it a third time, because especially if they're doing the, like if they were gonna do the movie and it wasn't a reboot and it just was a movie and like a Spider movie. They might have a chance, but if they're going to reboot it and people are going to be like, it's the same story we just saw. Like, really? Okay. It's going to be fine. Marvel's doing it. You're going to need to see it for the whole, like, Marvel continuum anyway. Right? I think it's going to be... I don't know that it's going to be, like, great, but I bet it's going to do great just because of its proximity to an Avengers movie or to a big new storyline in this, in this huge like, trillion-dollar universe that now exists. Marvel has the money to make it great. I think it's going to be fine. Like, there's going to pe- gonna be people who walk in, and they're like, this is the last chance I'm giving the Spider-Man. <laughs> and, but knowing Marvel, I think it's a, a last chance that you ought to give. So. I, don't, I don't think so. I don't... Uh, we'll see. I think it's going to do poorly, and I, I think wonder, that, might, that might sink the franchise. Maybe. I, I think that you're going to get a lot more people going out to theaters because... The people who are going to see, I mean, these people, these movies are being seen in mass, but a lot of the big, you've got the hardcores like me, like the, the supporters. That's a small portion of their money. Yeah. Like a really small portion. Well, then that sinks my argument that I was about to make. So I was going to say that probably the people who would really want to go out and see, like, I love Spider-Man and I would see a good Spider-Man movie. I did not see the second Spider-Man movie in theaters because I was so disappointed with the first, the, with the reboots. I didn't see the second reboot in theaters. I didn't see Amazing Spider-Man 2. 
with fucking Jamie Foxx or whatever because I, I'm oh, so disappointed with Amazing Spider-Man 1. Don't watch Power Spider-Man. So I bet there are a lot of people who were like, I'll just watch it online illegally and not, and then Sony won't make money. Obviously, if it's a good movie, even if it's a reboot, it'll still do okay, but I, you just gotta think that like, there's some things that are so over, like if it's the same storylines, like, and they have, there are two primary Spider-Man storylines. That's so true. They, both been done. Yeah. Like, unless they want to really go weird and have, like, the Mexican Spider-Man come out. Miles Morales. Yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever. Minority man. Like, (laughs) unless they're going to do something like that, like, I just feel like the people have seen it and they're just, I don't know. Like, I don't know. All it's going to take is one trailer and people are going to be totally geared up to see it. I guarantee it. Yeah, I agree. I think, I think it'll do well. You you forget the fanaticism that you Marvel guys are has. Marvel fans though, so obviously I'm not even saying as a Marvel fan. I'm just saying how many times do we go to the movie theater to see a fucking awesome trailer? And we're like, I'm going to see that movie. Yeah. Like it's, it's gonna a Marvel happen. movie, and the th- regardless of Marvel movie or not, it's yeah. just gonna it's gonna have a rad trailer because Marvel knows how to make a good trailer, and people are gonna be like, oh well, I'll see that movie. I can see what what's gonna happen. I can see what you're saying happening. I think what what we will see is that. Marvel will have to do a really good job with the movies before and the movies after. Because if Spider-Man doesn't do well, they'll have enough goodwill built built up on either <laughs> side that if Spider-Man isn't that great, people will be like, well, that sucked, but they, they got to fail sometime. It had to happen eventually. But, but, but if they do that, that's going to sink, like, that's basically just going to sink the franchise, right? We're not going to get another Spider-Man for... Oh, you're talking about time. specifically the Spider-Man franchise. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's... Now I agree with you. Spider-Man's got one shot left. That's what I'm and saying. If they, like, if they fuck you, this up, you, he's done you, forever. That's what, if you wait, like, kind of like the same thing with the Hulk. Like, they, they did... The Hulk came out, they did it again, and I know I, the first Hulk was a different studio and different producer, whatever, but, like, you know, there's a huge cry from the Marvel... From the fanboys, the hardcore fans, like, we want a Hulk movie and, like, make Mark Ruffalo be the Hulk and just give him his own movie because he was that. awesome. I know. Nice. And I would love that too. But, like, they've said, like, Marvel has said, like, we're not doing this because we want to hold on for a little bit, give pe- time for the sort of cycle to go, and then if it's the right time, they'll have their own movie. You know, it's like. Uh, I mean, they're, I'm, they're obviously pushing it to now because they want to get Spider-Man into an Avengers movie. And I don't, I don't think you get four Avengers movies like you get three right? yeah they're, they're only not, planning three exactly so you're not definitely not going to have them in the second one but when is the third one going to be like you know five years from now or 2018 something. 2018 yeah so you've got time in the in between the the plan is to um or maybe it's 2017 because the because Ultron comes out this year it does in like three months yes mm. I'm excited like why wouldn't you just introduce Spider-Man into like another movie like Kind of well, that's what they're doing they with Civil War. They're doing Civil War first, so he'll be introduced in Civil War, and that's in Spider Man. Oh, well, good because they yes. get all the stupid expositional stuff out of the way, where it's just like I'm Peter Parker, Spider Man, and then, yeah. they, then they can have his own. Movie. Oh, that's fine, but but, but 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 if they're gonna do the reboot, where it's literally like it's Peter Parker going through school again, get bit by a spider, find yeah. Gwen Stacy, or not Gwen. I guess I don't know which one they're gonna do, Mary Jane or Gwen Stacy, whatever storyline they decide to go through. Like they're putting him in high school. I don't know if they're gonna again, do the whole reboot though. But I knew I uh, I do know that like what they're doing is is since they're putting him in since they're putting Spider Man in Civil War Spider Man is very important to the Civil War storyline. Yes. Yeah. Civil War yeah. storyline is about is about Spider Man versus Iron Man. Well, yeah, it's, well, well, no, it's, it's Captain, Captain America, America versus Iron Man. Iron Man. Captain yeah. America is pro registration of anyone with or no Iron Man is is pro registration of anyone with any kind of powers or special abilities, and Captain America is against. The and Spider Man is basically in between because he isn't a mutant. 
but he and he was given his powers like he, he by the spider by accident, but he yeah. yeah he like his secret identity is super important to him so he he falls very in between the two things he's not a mutant but he also didn't engineer himself like a lot of these people did so the biggest thing is he doesn't want a secret identity out yeah yeah. It's Whereas, like, it's cool because, like, yeah, because, like, Tony Stark, everyone knows Tony's like, Iron Man. It's like, eh, we all need to register. Yeah. Um, so it's exciting. And I'm excited to see it. I just, I don't know. I just think, I think a reboot of Spider Man would be a really, especially like an origin story reboot, reboot for Spider Man would be a really bad oh, yeah. idea. I, I just, I that. hope that they, if, they cause if, do unless, as much to get the exposition show the way that Captain America movie and then have, give me the Spider Man movie. Fight fucking Venom the way you deserve. Well, that's why you want you just really want Venom in there. Well, I need Venom and Carnage, or else the the we have the effects now to make those battles insane. Yeah, you don't understand. Yeah, no, I, I just feel like if if they do a reboot and it tanks, like you're not seeing Spider Man on film for. That's fine. They're making a standalone Venom movie anyways. That's what. I really well, want, okay. So. Well, I love Spider Man, so <laughs> I want him to do well. I love Spider Man like, too, but yeah. hey, they bad, bad movies tank. Like, I mean, we've seen that with, um, like, Daredevil, um, Speaking of not even there, there, what was the, there's another recent super movie, like, I mean, these are all bad movies, so obviously I think Trust Marvel do a good job, but they're still, like, I feel like because it's, Spider-Man's been so overdone, they have to be even better. It's not like, you know, I oh. I think they have it in them to do the best, though. I mean, they you know, are like, the best. Green Lantern was really shitty, but it didn't get a second movie. <laughs> like, I'm just saying, I like Green Lantern. I strangely, like, really liked the Green Lantern movie, even though I knew it. Like, I liked, going in, I was like, this is gonna be fucking shit, but I'm gonna love it. That's I like, right. I like Green Lantern too. He's actually one of my favorite superheroes, so. Yeah, I just. Give me that, Marshall. They, they did. They did it. They did John it all. Jones. They did it all wrong. They did the Green Lantern all wrong. So, speaking of Daredevil, uh, Marvel dropped a trailer for the new Daredevil series that they're putting on Netflix. It looks. Really cool. Not gonna see it. Really cool. You okay? Literally, if you put the word Marvel in front of anything, you're gonna say it looks really cool. At this point, yes, because Jesus. they have never let me down. They're pedigreed. What have they? Steve's they haven't let me down. Just saying. I actually didn't like Iron Man three. Iron Man three. Actually, either. I didn't like. Don't I actually, give Pepper Potts fucking power. I actually, yeah. and I actually kind of didn't like Iron Man two either. Iron Man two grew on me. Iron Man two grew on me because it's. I honestly hated the first one. Fuck that. You know, I like the first one. I like the first like half an hour of the first one. The third one. act of the first one really falters. Yes, I feel the, like people the say whole that that's part of perfect. Obadiah Stane is fucking stupid. Yeah, people say so that dumb. that's a perfect movie, but that movie I feel like I like the first one. The I thought the second one was so so. Like and I thought the third one like had its moments, but for the most part, like really didn't hit the mark for me. Especially when it was a pretty movie. Like those oh, they all look, the oh yeah, they all they all look great. Obviously they're like the second one When you find out that like the freaking Spider orange Mandarin guy. There you go. Mandarin. Mandarin. The Mandarin the orange. The spider orange was just this like British actor on crack. You're like, God damn it. The, um, the second movie for me, I did not like for a long time, but as I watched it more and more, I like it because. You like the Cold War tale. Like well, the Cold the, War tale, I like that. The Russian. way it starts is awesome with them playing Shoot to Thrill by ACDC because it's like so cool. To, like that opening sequence is super bomb. The, um, the oh shit what was it it's the i didn't like how like kind of campy it was there was definitely certain parts of it that were that were really campy but it just i don't know that one just played really well the 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 fact that he that nick fury is in it right and so is uh black widow and when he sent he synthesizes a completely new element out of just shit in his garage like those are the moments that i love and the thing is that the third the third iron man movie didn't have that 
the the best parts about those movies are when Tony Stark comes up against a huge problem and uses his immense intellect and 15 degrees in engineering and to create the coolest you know, shit you've ever also, seen. But so those two, I didn't like the, the second... The, I thought the, the second Thor movie was kind of mad to me. Yeah. Maybe the first one was bad. Really? I actually... I love the first one as well. I love, I love the, the first, first one, one well. up until the fucking suit of armor comes down because it's like a, a five minute fight and it's like... Okay. Well, well, the fight scene to yeah, me, yeah, to yeah, me yeah. is more about Thor discovering himself, and I really like that. And yeah, so, okay. yeah, that's like the, the fight. If we're going off of fight mayhem. scenes, then like obviously, like the third Iron Man, uh, the huge fight. I mean, I like that. I like all every fight scene that's ever been in any Marvel movie I've liked. So like, we'll throw that out there. But I'm, in terms of just like character development, character development and stuff like that, I thought the second Iron Man or Thor was like, mm. I actually okay, this, I'm the outlier. I thought the second um, Captain America was kind of so so. Didn't you say you really liked the second Captain America? The first Captain America America was insane. The first, the my favorite Marvel movie is the first Captain America, closely followed by Thor, the first Thor. Yeah, I I've actually been remember the second Captain America. To be honest, I've actually been pretty much disappointed with most of the sequels. Now that I think about it, like. Not, like I think that's just Ken trying to counterbalance the Marvel love from Steve. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I, okay, let me throw it out there. And the I was that because the, they are great. They are good. All the movies are have been good movies. I just like, for me, like, the first movies, basically the reboots were like really good for me. I really enjoyed it. I just don't think the second ones kind of met kind of the high expectations I had. They're kind of just like story pushing to get to the end part where you'd see the after credits and then be like, okay, well, I feel like <laughs> I feel like what makes those first movies so good is is the discovery of the character. But on top of that, it's you get to see what defines the character, and maybe this is like too deep for an action movie. But like, kind of, you see Tony Stark, you get his personality, you get him making going through the trials in the like cave, coming out of it stronger than like you see that him deciding to put his great mind towards like becoming a superhero. You know, you see the character grow. Same thing with Thor; he's an arrogant prick. He comes down, basically gets his ass handed to him, and he's like, okay, I understand why now, like, Odin Father, greatness man of awesomeness, would, like, have this for me. And on top of that, you built Loki up as, like, an awesome bad guy. Like, I thought, A dorky-looking one, but but one who is very I think cool. Loki's the, the best villain they have in that He's, like, right the now. coolest dork in the world. So, same thing Captain America, you get this guy who... I still hail Hydra. <laughs> Everyone hails Hydra. <laughs> he, he's trying so hard, like, he... You get... I love the first thing was the Captain America where he's skinny brat. No, he's not brat, but he's just like really he's skinny. Not a brat. He's, he's a super right. nice guy. He's trying who wants the best. To die for his he's, country. Exactly. He's trying the best he can, and then he gets these superpowers, and he still can't do it. And so he has to show everyone, and it's like I don't know. I, that to me, those are all like, super awesome. Yeah. And then I feel like the second Captain America, it was all about like secret technology and like how the information. It made it, they made and the, the movie they made the movie less about Captain America and more about like why like information is too much and how you can't trust people and like True. you know like it's all it was more about Nick Fury and his stupid like secrets and, and how Hydra had infiltrated way back when and like that's why all the technology and cryptic you know Iron Man made himself a computer oh god yes. <laughs> that didn't bother me that much of all those dreams that didn't bother me but it, <laughs> to it was, be a computer the size yeah. of like a warehouse <laughs> <laughs> to have all those little yeah, like one gigahertz spinning, spinning processor clicks like click 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 tape drives yeah. Uh, it just—it was less about Captain America and more about like why it was almost like a subliminal message, like don't trust the government, you know. Like it's really kind of the whole. Vibe it also of came that. out right around. <laughs> I want, I know yeah, it came out in the Snowden time. I know yeah. what they're trying to do, and they're trying to make it more relatable to the present time. But like that to me, I want these to be about the heroes and their awesomeness and their growth and their like being badasses. You know, I don't need like a whole scene of you know Jew senator like Elijah. Elijah. 
Um, Bethesda's going to be hosting its own E3 conference. Give me that Fallout 4, Fallout 4 baby. on the way, question mark? I Let's never hope played so. the first Fallout. I never played the first Fallout. I know I played Fallout. because they were garbage. Uh, yeah. I watched Steven play a lot of Fallout 3, though. Fallout 3 is bomb. Let us see the, ver- the, return, the return of Dane Cock and Brain and Cock. Cock. The Brothers Cock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, so I, do you guys, why do you think that Bethesda is hosting its own its own conference? It's time? Be is something because... big. Either that or because they finally have, like, a completely... Because the only big thing they're doing right now that they have talked about is taking that shitty MMO who will not be named and putting it on the console. Yeah. Does that have any other IPs besides Dishonored? Would be the only other like it would be either you got Fallout you got Dishonored, 4, Dishonored, Fall Four. What's the other? What, what are all those scores? What else? What's what else they have? Else it? just, just, they, um, everything else they, they published. I think for, yeah, it could just be that they decided they're big enough that they just want to have their own show. That could be an ego stroke. I yeah. well, I'm hoping for that too. I mean, they deserve it. Aside from ESO, which they don't deserve. Because does Bioware have the their world. own show? Who, who has the who has their own show? Bioware is owned by EA, so I know, but generally stuff comes under EA. Oh, do they do that? now? EA has their own show. Ubisoft has their own show. But Bethesda now has their own show. I think it's to me, it almost seems like just because because like Bethesda's trying to like with Dishonored, they were they didn't make the game; they actually just published it, mm-hmm. like Arcane. Studios yeah, but made it, it. but it would still be a big thing for them to release information. Yeah, no, for sure. But I think it's I, what I'm trying to say is like they're trying to become more of a like a producer kind of role, you know, oh, where, like, no. they're, like, Ubisoft. Because, like, right? So I almost see, like, if they try, if they see themselves in that light, then maybe they just want to have their own conference just to be, like, hey, we're part of the... These are the things we're producing. Well, also, here's we'll just, we'll just, like, we're part of, we're part of the crew. Like, we're, we are a player in the producer market. Well, we think, should have our own they, show. If they don't release information about a new big game that isn't fucking Elder Shit Online, I may die. Where do you think... I need another fall- Bethesda game. Where do you think Fallout 4 will be? Will be set. I don't know. I hope it's not in a fucking desert anymore. That would be nice. Haven't all the games been in a a wasteland? A wasteland. Isn't that the yeah. whole point of the whole thing? Is New that you Vegas in... was in a desert. Fallout Three was in like New England, like a, in DC. Yeah, in DC. I want I want Fallout in the fucking like mountains. You know, like Fallout in, Appalachia, in Fallout Canada, Fallout Montana, dude. Fallout like Canadian slopes. Or Fallout, or just in another country altogether. I mean, Fallout, Fallout Zimbabwe, Fallout Beijing. <laughs> oh, <laughs> holy shit! Yes, like China's on. China wasn't touched by the problems, so that's the thing. It's, it would have in to be world? like Fallout in Russia or something. Yeah, because China, China, and Russia sent the nukes and decimated the U.S. Oh. The Operation Anchorage, the DLC for Fallout Three, is about fighting Chinese people in Alaska. So. <laughs> I um, just, I want a Fallout, another. Single player, non online, fucking RPG from them. I want a new IP. I'd be. I mean, I. I'm tired. Think of people are kind of scared of a new IP right now. Well, so. because they dump all this money into it, trying to do all this shit, and they don't. Well, do the it, only right? people who can do that are Activision, right? <laughs> well, it's almost <laughs> like proven by them well, being like this, the only people to do it. In the last like, like Dishonored was a prime example of a new IP that didn't cost that much. It's just that for some reason these companies, when they make new IPs, feel like they have to dump all this money into it, and so it becomes this like, like, uh, like Kingdoms of Amalur was a very good game, but like they had so much money invested into it, and when they didn't make the return, it shut that the studio down. Yeah. The same premise. Like, why do you need to have that? Just have a 
good Why or the good. Why do you need to have half of your five hundred million dollars be a fucking market? If budget? you think about it, most <laughs> new IPs are like usually right now the really good ones usually are like smaller indie-ish games. You know, yeah. like and then it's really after they become good, a, a studio picks them up and then they really get pushed to the next limit. But like for the most part, like good just first introductions to the game. Like this is not really a console game, but like Bravely Default, like. It yeah, wasn't. Seconds coming out soon. That was too. good. It wasn't nearly as like the amount of money that went into it. It was like small. Like Dishonored had like a very small studio. Yeah, Dishonored, it. I bet had like less than a million dollars into that game. I think it was more than that, but it definitely wasn't. Like I think most blockbuster games come out with like a two hundred million dollar price tag on them now. It's like yeah, around there. Yeah. It, it, I think you could make a decent game with like twenty. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. As long but, as you stop paying the fucking marketing people who don't deserve. But they keep, they but they keep pushing these games that were like, well, we're gonna revolutionize the genre and do all this stuff. We're gonna like, disappoint you. And then Guaranteed. yeah, and then, yeah. And then it comes out and they overreach. They always overreach. The game never delivers what they said they're gonna deliver, and it's usually not very long because they can't make the game long because they dump three hundred million dollars in the making yeah, they, like the engine. They spent two hundred well. millions on fucking systems and like a a day on that's the how, story. That's how like Final <laughs> Fantasy thirteen was. The game was like. 15 minutes, 15 hours long, remember? Like, yeah. I remember Steven beat it, like, literally, like, the second day he got it, and he, like, got it at night on the first day, you know? And I was like, you're mm-hmm. down? He's like, well, you just kind of go point A to point B, you know? Super linear. It looks Hyper amazing. Linear. It looks amazing. The combat's great, but, like, I don't know. We'll see. I, I want a new IP, though. I want something new. I'm tired of all the old games. I will say that I am still, I still await with bated breath whatever the next Mass Effect thing is going to be. Yes. Mass Effect 4. Not saying you can't have new games, but I just I feel like art. Well, now it's a time of where they really need because now that you're getting when you're getting to Assassin's Creed that have a sub index of like six, <laughs> right? Like it's not Star Wars. You doesn't deserve to go. <laughs> you're starting yeah. for games like Grand Theft Auto that aren't story iterative. Like they don't follow the same characters. They're moving in the same worlds. It's more of a mechanics thing. That's fine. You can have you can have Grand Theft Auto twenty three because it just. You know, like, just be it's like the mechanics that people care for. Los Minot. The story is... <laughs> Los Minot. Dude, the, the bum, the bum fuck driving, driving through the oil fields. But, like, for games that have, like, distinct worlds and storylines that matter, like, I think that it's starting to have those, like, where I like, you know, like, Dragon Age 15 or, like, Far Cry, like, 29. Like, eventually you're gonna just start getting, I don't know, disappointments. Uh, I, I will say that I'm, I would be pretty sure that the next Dragon Age is going to be the last one. After after this current one, it's because of the way that that game ends. I don't think you I would get beat more. It? No, but I just yeah. caved in and read the ending because I know I'm never. And I and you know what? And I would yeah. I would like that. I think like movies. I think there should be an endpoint. You know, like well, yeah. You should whenever you th- if you're going to make a franchise, right? You should know where you're going to stop beforehand. You shouldn't Simpsons it and just be like, we'll just keep pooping. May- out on yeah, the maybe maybe right? you give it. Okay, maybe in 15 years you come out with a reboot. Okay, fine, whatever. But like the initial run, like that's Dragon Age VR. Well, because well, the, <laughs> like, the problem is you start having these issues like that. I think like Assassin's Creed has. Then when you're really you're really not putting in the best storyline well, possible a joke now. because like you need them to. You know, if you finish the, if you have all your great ideas on one game, then there's no great ideas for the next game, you know? So it's like, you're yeah. slowly just kind of partitioning out the awesomeness. So instead of having like one awesome game, you just kind of have like 16 games that are one sixteenth as awesome as a good game could have been. 6.6% repeating. Alrighty. Speaking of things that should have an end, it is this podcast should have an end. This <laughs> right is the now. end of the podcast. So that's Sack Up for this week. I'm Steve. I'm Addison. And I'm Ken. Sack Up, nerds. 
What is up, nerds? Steve here with Sack Incorporated to remind you to follow us on the social media platforms. That's right, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can find us there at Sack Incorporated. Subscribe to our YouTube channel by searching for Sack Incorporated and pressing that sweet, sweet little button. And don't forget to send us emails at sackingpodcast at gmail.com. We want to hear your thoughts, your comments, questions, concerns, neuroses, and psychoses. Give us your opinion on things we've talked about previously, or give us suggestions for topics to talk about in the future. That's sackingpodcast at gmail.com.